Warning, this con review contains adult language, mature situations, dealer room antics, cosplay critiques, fun panel anecdotes, and final memories. Listener discretion is advised. Con Review, Otakon 2016. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spirekin Con Review, another fun-filled podcast brought to you by www.spirekin.com, some podcasts and vain reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. Yes, we are that podcast that tells you about different pop culture media and what are the best parts and worst part about it and if they're worth investing your time in. Now, you don't have to agree with anything that I say, but I've heard World of Entertainment have been doing this for eight years. And, well, before I forget any further, I'm your host, Zan, saying what's up. Yeah, I know, it's been a while since I've done a con review. Well, I did the one for Anime Next, but that was a bit ago, and it's been a little crazy for the last couple of weeks, especially with all the cons, all the podcasts, just things have been a little rushed. But I digress, because we're here to talk about one of my favorite conventions of the year, and one which this year is a little bittersweet for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about Otakon. Otakon is the convention which has been going on since well i want to say since time began but honestly the first year it came out was 1994 so it's been 22 years yeah 22 years since it came out they skipped a year but yeah 22 years want to start out in pennsylvania and it's moved all over the place and it's actually going to be moving again because like i said this is the last year it is going to be at its current location which is baltimore maryland And it was at the Baltimore Convention Center from August 12th to August 14th. And now we are moving ahead, going to a new place, a new city. What city am I talking about? I am talking about Washington, D.C. Yes, so whoever the new president is going to be, we're going to be visiting him while we see lots of stuff in Washington, D.C. Maybe see the Washington Monument. Who knows? But like I said, this is the last year at baltimore maryland and it was a pretty good send-off there was an overlaying sadness i'll say because a lot of people did know this was the last year someone crazy and blew it out other people were a little more reserved and a little more respectful and i found that kind of fascinating now the amount of people who showed up this year was a lot bigger than last year though because last year there was about twenty-seven thousand people 
This year, the numbers were 29,113 people. So, 2,000 more than last year. And it was a good turnout, especially with all the different guests we had. I mean, let's see now. You had Lisa Ortiz there, Yui Makino, Kenji Horikawa, Kazuki Yakane, Kasumi Fugakai, and so many more. I think uh, Sonny Strait, Son Thomas, and a few other people, which I can't really remember right now, were there. And it was a good turnout for this last year. I mean, it wasn't as crazy as when Yoko Kano came or when Kaiji Tang was there or Shinji Takamatsu. But like I said, it's this year was a very <sighs> bittersweet because it was the last year. Now, many of the attendees were aware of this foreboding end and they didn't want the party to end, so there was a lot of side things going on, a lot of little room parties and other crazy things. But for the most part, a lot of people accepted this, and we tried to make it the best we could. Now, as usual, there was a lot of stuff going on, and I'll break it down as to the various events that were going. Now, first off, dealer's room this year, not as crazy as usual. Of course, Vertical was there, you had discotheque, you had some really good things, but nothing that really stood out too much it was a typical lovely people that are always there and that who try their best to hawk their wares and let's be honest i didn't spend that much i bought some stuff at vertical i bought some stuff at discotheque at the media blasters but nothing stood out too much maybe it's because i just haven't found a property that i'm super gaga over maybe i'm still burnt over the fact i'm still looking for twin spica and more Blackjack and I can't find it. Who knows? I am excited for some other swag that's going to go on, but nothing too crazy. It was pretty jam-packed, but there was room. There was room to walk around and maneuver. As usual, I didn't try the food there, so don't have to worry about that. Now, the panel rooms. Always, the Baltimore Convention Center has amazing panel rooms. They're always very comfortable. They fit very well. The organization was on point. There were no issues with the technical aspects of the panels, but there was some very good stuff going on. Just for the stuff that I was looking forward to that I checked out, you had this one panel, which was the, besides 70s anime fun time, run by a certain friend of ours who did a great job with that. You had, oh, for the love of folklore, a fan's perspective of Rumiko Takahashi, which goes over all the various aspects of her universe which are based on mythology for example yodotai sora lum is an oni which is based off of the legends of onis you have all the mythological characters from inuyasha what they're based on a lot of the side characters from ranma have that little mythology origin which is kind of fascinating it was a fascinating panel now for me personally the biggest one i'm going to say that i went to was you know Anime's craziest deaths as usual. And 70s anime fun time because I know the people who run it. So I can't be like, oh, well, I'm pimping them out a little too much, aren't I? Yeah, just a bit. So let's stop butt kicking, butt kissing people. But, you know, you also had uh, Kat and Charles working on the Buddhism and Death Parade panel. That was a lot of fun. And what was that other one which was just very, that stood out to me? Oh, yes, the Amazing Women Making Anime panel. I thought it would have been very agenda issued but it was a very nice 
composition for the women who work in anime and make it what it is. I really enjoyed that panel. Now, the panels that I was running was From Under the Bed, Horror and Anime and Manga. I was also running Literary Anime Series. These are animes that are based off of light novels. That one was a little bit fast-paced, but I thought it went pretty well. You had 20 manga recommendations for grown-ups, which always does a good job and had a great turnout. And that was it. We just had those three panels, and I think that we did a good job with it. I think that we focused on the best parts of those, and we made them stand out the best. Had some great turnouts. As usual, I posted some of the information on the website, and I emailed a lot of people. I'm actually, from now on, I think I'm going to put, for every panel I run, I'm going to have all the information on the website. Kind of cribbing from... Anime World Order, but they have it down pat. Oops. So, besides those panels, how was the attendees? Like I said, the attendees were bittersweet. They were kind of sad that they were leaving, but they tried the best they could to make this a blast, and they did make it a blast there were some crazy cosplays and some really fun individuals walking around now something different i did this year was i was actually walking around the whiteboard asking people what they're cosplaying and what they actually did in their real life and there were some interesting answers to this let's see now there was someone who said that they were a mystic cashier uh this the this one cosplayer dressed up as a morton joe and she was on point She's also taller than me, which is intimidating, but she was kind of, she was cute in a weird way. She worked in a pet store. You had a Rapunzel from Disney's Tangled, who was studying to be an elementary school teacher. You had uh, Bakugo from Bokuwa Hero Academia, who is an artist. A lot of Hero Academia this year. Maybe I should cosplay as Eraserhead, like I've been saying. I tried to, but I didn't finish it. Maybe I'll do that this year. You had, uh, who else was there? There was Boros from One Punch Man, who actually, he's just a gamer, but his, his cosplay was on point. He's like, but he couldn't lift, he couldn't lift his arms. He's like, this is a really awesome cosplay, but I can't move my hands. It's like, yeah, but it was really detailed. Let's see now, you had a Kylo Ren walking around, you had a Gigigeno Ketara walking around, you had a Roroni Kenshin walking around. I think the most impressive cosplay I did see, though, were the Puma Twins. And they're actually twins dressed up as the Puma Twins, and it looked really awesome. I have a picture of me with them. All these pictures are on our Flickr account and on the Facebook page, so you definitely should check it out. There was also a Nuka-Cola Rocket Girl. She had the backpack, the little zapper, and she was a comic artist. I actually should have gotten her card so we could have actually shown her work, because she seemed really fun. Now, like I said, the big thing was, of course, there was... Not a prevalent series that there was showing. It wasn't like Naruto or One Punch Man or My Hero Academia. There was a lot of My Hero Academia, but it wasn't the overarching theme of the con. There also was, well, there were a lot of Overwatch. It wasn't an insane amount of Overwatch. It wasn't overwhelming. There was a Terry Bogart walking around too, though. I will say that. There was a Terry Bogart walking around too. There was... What else? I'm just trying to think of what else was there. Uh, oh, yes, there was this Carmen San Diego walking around. And she was a Team Instinct person. She worked for the Air Force. Yeah. 
think that was yeah that was it for cosplayers now for the um what else there also the gaming room the gaming room was not bad this year wasn't that bad wasn't too crazy but it was like i said it's the last year so now a lot of people went to the game room they had the usual standards they had five fighting games they had lots of regular arcade machines they had guitar hero set up they had the table flip game they had uh the the juke beat game the one where you push the little squares and to make music you had ddr there wasn't anything really new no overarching game being played so i know you're hearing no overarching because it almost was like they were just breaking down for this the last year and they didn't go full all out crazy i think that 2015 was the year that they went over all they went balls to the wall let's make this the year that everyone's going to remember and that's my feelings of it was that they could have went a little bit further this year for this being last year but i think it fit the way that they were thinking because they were already set to go for next year they're already prepped to go for next year but this year they're just kind of setting up for it and just be like okay we're going to go out gracefully with a little bit of oomph, but nothing too out there. We're going to just push for it and then just make it a smooth transition. And I think this is going to be a smooth transition. We have to wait to see how next year goes. Unlike with Anime Next, which it was their first year at Atlantic City this year, that transition was a little bit rough. This one I'm hoping is going to be a lot smoother. And this last year was pretty smooth overall. Now, overall impressions of this year, it was a lot of fun. There were lots of things to do. There were some, besides the panels I talked about, there was a lot of other panels happening. So there was always something you could do. The dance party did happen. Did I check it out this year? No, I didn't go in there, but I heard some good things about it. I heard it was a l pretty fun. Sorry about that, just had to get some water in my system. But, I digress. The dance party is on point from what I've heard, and it just seems like everyone's ready to, for the move, and we're going to see what happens next year. Now, on all the cons I've been to this year so far, is Otakon in the top number one? It's a very, It was a very good con. It was great. It was just also very melancholy because this is the last year we're going to be at Baltimore. I'm going to probably put this as number two behind Anime Next because Anime Next and Anime Boston. Actually, yeah, Anime Boston and Otakon are going to be tied for a second because both great shows. Both really good shows. But Otakon, I am excited to see where they're going to go next and I'm very happy with what happened this year. So... If you have any favorite moments that you have from the con, let me know at www.spirekin.com. You can email me at spirekin.gmail.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those other lovely websites. And if you were in one of the pictures I took, let me know. Email me. Tell me what you think about it, what you liked about it. If you liked that I put, asked you the questions, let me know and we'll see where it goes. Um, next year, I'm definitely going to be doing this again. I don't know what con I'm going to next. And I think that this is it for cons for this year. Wait, no, no, no. I still have it. New York Comic Con in October, but then, yeah, that's it. So one more con to go this year, and then I'll give a huge wrap-up con report about all the cons of this year. Um, guess that's it. So remember, guys, check out 
all my earlier episodes. You can email me at sparkin at gmail.com or at zansparkin.com on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace. You can leave a comment at www.sparkin.com under this review. And more importantly than that, the thing which I enjoy the most or would like to say the most is thank you for listening and keep coming by. And if you have iTunes, leave me a note on the iTunes store so I can know what you liked. And just, you know, give me five stars. Anyway, thank you very much, and I'll catch you guys next time. Uh, I'm your Hosan, and I am Gonsville. See you. Slide, slide, slide